Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In this multidimensional world, much of which is invisible to the eye, a group of non-physical entities have come here to expand our knowledge of how the universe works. These non-physical teachers are called Joshua, and they convey their teachings through Gary Temple Bodley. Each week, Gary, with a selection of Law of Attraction experts, open up a roundtable of thought-provoking discussions surrounding the teachings of Joshua. Joshua's intention is to bring clarity to the listeners through the ever-expanding Law of Attraction by looking at reality from a new perspective. Welcome to the Teachings of Joshua Roundtable. Welcome to the Teachings of Joshua Roundtable. I'm your host, Gary Temple Bodley. Today it's Halloween 2015. Happy Halloween, everyone. If you were listening to last week's show, you were right there in the middle of our discussion about manifestation events, when we had our very own manifestation event right in the middle of the show. If you missed that episode, I'll catch you up to speed. Joshua introduced the concept of manifestation events in the third chapter of A Perception of Reality. A manifestation event happens to alter your beliefs or does something to move you in a new position relative to what you want. The universe sets you up, sets it all up based on what you've asked for. So right in the middle of our show, I asked Janine what she thought about this concept, and she told us that she just got a text message that her husband, Tim, was in an ambulance on the way to the hospital. Talk about timing. Steve and I finished the show without Janine. Today we'll talk about what happened to Tim and try to analyze the manifestation event from everyone's individual perspective. We will also talk about an interesting question that has been presented about relationships and hear Joshua's answer. Remember, if you'd like to ask Joshua your own question, please do so by visiting the website at theteachingsofjoshua.com. So on the roundtable today, we have Steve Finitza. Hi, Steve. Hey, Gary. And Janine isn't with us today, but will rejoin us next week. Um, so before we go in and talk about our manifestation event um, that happened last week, let's just go and do our normal thing where we talk about the quote of the week. Do you have that quote up there? I do. Okay. Okay. The quote of the week is, Once you come to understand the tone of your vibration in the present moment, you can expect your reality to resonate with your current tone. So, <clears throat> I wish everyone could see what we're looking at here. Uh, Deborah Joe put together this picture. And it's on the website, too. So, it's <clears throat> there's a uh, page of quotes and there's all these great pictures. And this one is a selfie that was taken by this woman as she was hiking uh, in the mountains of Georgia. And there's a big explanation about it. But she had come across a bear. And so she you know, moved away from the bear and went to a whole other part of the forest. And so she sat down to meditate. And she asked her spirit guides to you know, protect her while she meditated. And then she was like feeling so good about everything she took a selfie of herself with her cell phone and when she took the picture on her screen she saw her face perfectly takes the picture looks at the selfie 
and there's these how would you describe like glowing lights yeah like these just bright 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 white lights yeah it's really pretty incredible so take a look at that um so anyway this has to do with your vibration has a tone um and that tone is responsible for everything that you get in the moment so if your tone is one of ease and calmness and pleasant, then you can expect your day to unfold based on that tone. If your tone is one of anticipation or angst or worry, then things will unfold based on that tone as well. And remember, it doesn't have anything to do with anyone else. It's all your tone. Um, This week, go ahead. And I was going to say, if you don't, if you're not aware of your tone, just look around and see what what you're experiencing, because yeah. that that's going to be a direct reflection of your tone. See how people are treating you while you're driving or in the supermarket. You know, sometimes I go to the supermarket and I just see all these beautiful people and everyone's so nice. And other times it's like I can't get find anything and there's big lines. You know. Oh. I, I start. I'll, sometimes I'll start my morning. Let's just say not on the right foot, uh-huh. and I just hope I make it to work without just survive getting to work because it's so obvious that I'm not in a good mood because everything just seems to go wrong. And it's like, it's, it's kind of funny. I laugh now because I, I know it's me creating it. Absolutely. You have to laugh when, you know, when things pop up in your experience, you gotta go, oops, there I, there I was again. Yeah. We had, um, we're having an issue with Lily's, my wife's mother who is getting older and, um, she needed someone to live with her in the house just to, washer and so we found this person and she seemed really good at the beginning and now you know there's some issues going on here um and lily's sister is adamantly hates this woman Mm. and so we're having dinner with the family and prior to this them all coming over to the house for dinner i'm like oh my god this is going to be a nightmare (laughs) and of course it was yeah. So everything unfolded perfectly with my tone. I could have been nice, you know, but no. <laughs> at least you know. Yeah. At least you know the cause. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, so I've been working uh, much better on my tone being ease and everything working out, um, and one of allowing. And I think that's really maybe the best possible tone. It's just that. Everything's working out, and let's let's see what happens. Everything's for you, right? Yeah, I I'm uh, at at my job there. Uh, I'm I'm a contractor, so it's like year by year, and they always kind of do budgets around this time of the year, mm. in which I get to determine if I'm you know have a job really, you know. Yeah. And usually, I in the past I've been this is a time of worry and concern, and and now it's like. It's what's funny about it is as soon as that start that feeling starts to come up in me, it really feels foreign. I mean, it's super obvious, and I don't I don't like it at all. And yeah. it's so I I value that because it I like I I feel off, and I really focus on okay. I got to take control here. I got to shift my mind's focus. It's all going to be okay. You know, it's. If it whatever happens, it's happening for me, and it's it's active. I'm actively, you know, injecting my control because if I just let it go, it, it kind of goes crazy, right? Mm-hmm. With, so you have to be active, right? Yeah. So it's 
I'm appreciative, a you know, for both that I know that I'm not supposed to continue doing it, and that it, it's very ob it's more obvious than it's ever been because I have been in a a pretty good spot most of the time. So I'm I'm looking for it. I'm I'm still a little apprehensive, right? But it's like, well, let's let's see what's going to happen. That's the that's the attitude I'm trying to have. Let's let's see what's what's in store. What adventure do I have coming up here? So the tone then is maybe eager anticipation. Yes. Or because curiosity. It's, yes, because yeah. it's it's ultimately it's I feel like I'm being taken care of. So it's like, well, you know, this could be opening new doors. Whatever happened, yeah. like if I don't if I'm not here anymore, that means another door is going to open up. Absolutely. Yeah. Um remember last week I was telling you about this real estate deal I had where we had it under contract for a year. And all of a sudden, right before closing, the buyer finds out he doesn't have money to close. It's supposed to be a cash sale. And so I was thinking, well, something's going to work out with this. I know that this wasn't just random accident. And so I called a, f a few people to see if they wanted to buy it because it's really a good deal. And um, no one did. And then I thought, well, maybe I'll buy it. And then I looked at a little lot more and I said, well, it's not really right for what I want to do because I want to flip it. It's just not enough money in there if you held on to it for long term it's a great deal so i'm trying to figure out well how is this all going to work out the buyer is going to lose his deposit that's a really nasty situation when that happens and so i'm trying to get this buyer to communicate with the sellers coming up supposed to close on monday this cup tomorrow or day after tomorrow and um so i'm thinking how is this going to work out well let's just relax something's going to happen and so I asked the buyer to just <clears throat> write an explanation of why he couldn't buy it so that I could send it to the seller and let the seller know it's not going to close. And so he writes this explanation, and I send it. And then he writes me another one saying, see if the seller will do any owner financing, which you know never really happens. But I said, on this thing, I said, you know, on the off chance the buyer still wants it, he thinks he can, he'll get the money in, say, six months. Um, would you finance it? And the guy says, sure, no problem. <laughs> Gave him this great loan at 5%. It was unbelievable. Wow. So all things working out and closing. Very and cool. I never would have saw that happening. I would have been like, you know, my old self would have been fighting this the whole way through. And just by allowing it to work out, something happened, which I never imagined could possibly happen. That's how it works. Yeah. So I think that um, those of you who had listened last week and saw Janine leave abruptly right in the middle as she got a text that her husband Tim and one of my best friends was on his way to the emergency room, um, it was sort of a little, you know, something unusual. I mean, how could this happen? We do this show one hour a week on a, you know, in the morning, and of all times for this to happen, it's on a weekend, he's working and while he's measuring a house, he backs out of a corner and falls into the pool and hits his back on the coping. And his legs go numb, so he can't, they don't move. And people have to jump in and pull him out of the pool. And they put him in, a, in an ambulance and take him to the hospital. And, but we don't know anything, right? All we know is that he, is he's on his way to the hospital. So what did you think steve when that first happened well i thought it was interesting that it it didn't actually happen until you asked janine because we had had a convert we were talking about it quite a quite a bit and then you asked janine how she felt about manifestation events and how she interpreted them and it was at that moment that she got it 
right in the right middle of the show. Right there in the it middle. Was right then and there. The, yeah. And and that's kind of what gave me the courage, I would say, um, because I could I, I felt that she was dis- distraught. Of course, that's a normal sure. reaction. But I and I was hoping to to like send a, an olive branch that that said you know this is classic manifestation event, and we were the whole program was to say that these are happening for you. Right. So I I got the courage because when people are experiencing life like that, it's yeah. they don't typically want to hear, oh this is a good thing. You know, if anything, they want to punch you in the face when they hear that because it's like they're worried their their loved ones are you know and and to actually go there I think would be is you know maybe uh, you know a, I could see a Buddhist monk you know maybe able to do that but you know right. us us mortals that's very challenging. So if I I felt like it was a, a risk to do that but i i felt with the program being what it was about i had to at least try and it sounds like it sounds like it uh when she was able to uh contemplate this later because uh, at the moment like you said she, it she didn't hear it right I don't, I, yeah it was but it was so cool that you said it because i didn't even want to go there even though we were talking about it, I, I didn't want to go there. I'm like, oh my God, you know, here we are in a life situation. We know how this is working, and yet we're still programmed to the old way of being where you don't want to say things, you know, when people are in the middle of a crisis. But absolutely, it turns out that what you said, not only for Janine and me, but for all the listeners, was the perfect thing to say. And as it turned out, she reflected upon it and said, you know, change your whole perception of what was happening. Um, so Janine wrote us, isn't here, and, and we've texted, we haven't talked since since uh, last week, but she wrote this email saying how, you know, she didn't hear it in the moment, but when she was in the hospital, she could, you know, look at it and think, wow, things are going to work out. So th- put her in a whole different frame of mind, I think. Yes, uh, I, think, I think she's... She definitely, from based on her email, I, I got that sense. Her vibration has kind of shifted, and she's now looking for an eager anticipation of what the what the silver lining will be in all this. So we'll we'll talk about Tim. Um, he's he's a painting contractor, has a big painting com- company, and he's actually out measuring a house and giving an estimate on a house, which I don't think he even does it that often. So it's sort of a rare thing for him to do. And on a Saturday, it's probably even more rare. So he's in a tight spot. He backs up. He falls into the pool, hits his um, sacrum, which is right above the coccyx, the bottom, lower back, and fractures it. And at the time, I think he couldn't move his legs, too. So he was, like, slipped under the water, and, and I think they had to grab him. They put him in a ambulance, took him to the hospital, and he was in a lot of pain. But there's no surgery for that. It's like breaking a clavicle or or places that you know you just can't you just have to rest so he's going to be resting for a while but he's ultimately fine and turns out that he had a back injury 4 years ago I think it was that has been really you know they weren't able to do anything to help him and they were pretty much saying he's going to have to live with the pain for the rest of his life so in the result of this accident, he gets an MRI and he has a new surgeon and the new surgeon thinks that there's some, a, something tangible that can be done. So I think 
not that this is a silver lining. I think this is the very point of this whole manifestation event for Tim. I think Tim is going to come through this and have this procedure done and be in a much better place because that is what he's wanting. He's wanting to get, you know, to be pain free. And this is the manifestation event that leads to that goal. Now, but it's a manifestation event not just for him, but for Steve and me and Janine. Right. Yeah, so we'll have to ask Janine what her manifestation event was, which I think is that um, we'll find out. We'll ask her what she thought of it. Um, I don't want to go into what she might think. But for me, um, while it happened on the show, I knew that Tim was okay. I had no problems at all. I had no negative emotion. And so my beliefs were completely aligned with what I'm all about. And I knew that I knew that the timing of this happened for a reason that there's no coincidences and that the universe came together to make this show even that much more interesting. And it could have happened, you know, any time during the week. It happened this one hour, pretty amazing. And and how how What's that worth? I mean, Tim was being told, based on Janine's email, that he was just going to have to get used to living with pain on a daily basis for the rest of his life. Yeah, he's 50 years old, so you're talking about 30 to 40 years. Yeah, and then so right. to go from that to pain-free, I mean, that's, that's priceless. Exactly, yep. Um, and for you, you had this ability in the moment of a crisis to say the one thing that helped by far the most, which is took a lot of courage and something that you not maybe not would have done in the past. Well, one of the, one of the things that Joshua says I come here for is to overcome fear. I get exhilaration out of it, so that was that's what I got out of it. I got. Did to, you feel exhilaration? I did. I was I was <laughs> proud of myself for I'm I'm doing this more and more. I'm starting to you know I was always the closeted spiritual guy. Nobody, yeah. none even my even. You know, fairly close friends know nothing of this. So I'm, as I'm going about my daily life, I'm kind of coming out a little bit more and more. And um, so far, you know, it, I, it's an irrational fear, as sure. Joshua says. So yep. I haven't haven't had to uh, haven't had any negative uh, things come up of this yet. So I'm in the same boat as you. I mean, when this, you know, whoever thought I'd ever be a channel. And so I had to come out of the closet to people, my father and and best friends I've known since high school, and say, yeah, I'm now a channel, and nothing but positive. And it's just amazing that that uh, these people that have known me my whole life, who would never think that this that I would be able to do this, are totally Joshua fans now, and supporting you, and completely supporting me. Yeah, you know? that's very cool. Yeah. Um, all right, so as we go into today's topic, it is the second chapter in A Perception of Reality, which is Emotions, Feelings, and Thoughts. So A Perception of Reality was the first book that Joshua wrote, and it begins, Joshua's teachings began very generally, and then they get more and more specific as you go along. But they are an expansion of the idea of law of attraction and and what other people have been teaching for maybe the last 30 years or so. We're stepping into a, a new era, era, and 
So Joshua, in this chapter, talks about how emotions, feelings, and thoughts work together to create manifestations. So it's a basic, basic like, how do, how do things manifest? Well, they manifest from the combination of your thoughts, feelings, and emotions. One thing that, they, that Joshua points out is that you do not create thoughts, you attract thoughts. And you attract thoughts by your vibration. Which is, <clears throat> if you look at it that way, it's sort of empowering because every thought is out there. And if you reach vibrational resonance to the thought, then that thought or idea or something new can come to you. If you think that you have to create every thought, you have to create every idea on your own, then you can think that, you can have this belief that there are certain, certain ideas that will never come to me because I can't think of that idea. But if you understand that your vibration attracts these thoughts, then anything is possible and you can have any idea. And if you really look at it, you know, uh, flight was sort of... Um, invented at the same time. Uh, you see this in technology a lot now where people come out with the same idea at the same time but different parts of the world. And it's because they're all reaching this vibrational resonance with the idea at the same time. And the idea is coming to them. They're not creating the idea. It's just coming into their mind. What did you think when you, when you understood that thoughts were received and not created? Well, that was exactly opposite. I mean, that... That was that was a huge shift because, you know, y y it's just normal to think that you're coming up with these thoughts and that right. you're thinking them and and that it's it's fairly random almost, you know, you're like, oh, this, this. But yeah, that was that was a big shift for me to realize that I'm attracting thoughts and that and actually uh, Joshua goes on to say that thoughts are actually the first a first manifestation of right. your vibration. So here's a here's a simple test. <clears throat> Okay, right now, think of a butterfly. So picture a butterfly in your mind. Easy. Right? Now think of a volcano. So those are two different vibrations. You just unconsciously and easily can shift your vibration. That's how easy it is to shift your vibration. A butterfly is a different vibration than a volcano, but you can make the shift of your vibration anytime you want, and that's how it happens. You... You, without knowing how you did it, you created the vibration that resonated with the thought of a butterfly, and in your mind comes the thought of a butterfly. That's how it works. And so that butterfly thought is the manifestation. Now, if we were to sit here and talk about butterflies for 15 minutes, I'll bet you when you go outside, you're going to notice butterflies. Oh, yeah. Right. Or, or you'll get an email with a picture of a butterfly. Or right. you'll see a butterflies tattoo. Butterflies are going to come in your life. Yeah. A, I, this happens all the time to me. Have time. you um, read the Pam Grout book? No, I have not. Okay, so that's these, they do these experiments um, in manifestations, and it's all the sort of same thing that uh, what you are, what your vibration is resonating based on what you're thinking about. You know, if you can keep that focus, then you can do these experiments, and the manifestation will occur, and and it's, it happens with surprising regularity that so many people are able to do this yeah, which points to what we're talking about I, one of that one of the first books uh, i mentioned in the first 
show was illusions. Yeah. And he goes with the example of thinking of a blue feather or what, and he introduced that concept. So I used to, you know, in my twenties, I would play with that concept of trying to visualize something and then see how many times it would appear in my, you know, in my reality. And it was, it was confirmation for me that this stuff works. And also there was no resistance in that. You know, it's super easy to think of a butterfly or a blue feather. And then when you, when you notice it, you'll say, well, isn't that a coincidence that that butterfly came by or that blue feather? But really you manifested it, but there was no, no resistance. But if you said, I, now I want to concentrate on um, winning the lottery. Well, there's tons of resistance about that. Yeah, you think about, well, what are the odds? See, I know, yeah. too, I know too much. It's not possible. <laughs> <It's, right>? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what happens if I get all the money? Then what am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> am I going to share it with my wife or find yeah. a new one? <laughs> <laughs> of course, share. Of course. Of course. Of course, share. Honey, yes. of course I'd share. If you're listening to this, yes. Um, so, so you're so now. Um, so we have thoughts, feelings, and emotions. So we were talking about feelings before, and the feeling. Well, that's well, and, quote, your tone is of your vibration. The sort of it, the feelings. And right. Before we move on, I wanted to uh-huh. also mention that Abraham says, like genius, like Einstein. She says anybody can be a genius. It's just a matter of your of staying on a on a topic and focusing and continuing to focus on it, and you just get you have access to everything in the universe along that vibration, right? So I thought it was kind of cool to think that we we're all geniuses, depending on our on. I guess it comes down to your interests and passions because you'll spend the most right. time on that. So that's that's empowering. Yeah, and as. Joshua goes along and talks about education and how people learn. It really goes into this, that the ideas and thoughts are attracted by your focus of your attention. And that's right. Anyone can be a genius if they believe they can. You know, Einstein never for a minute thought that he couldn't, that he wasn't a genius. As long as you are allowed to pursue your interests and passions. I listened to this show called This Week in Startups. And it's all about these new tech companies that are starting up. And all of them are started by kids under 30 years old, right? Right. And these guys are talking about the subject that they're interested in with such clarity and poise. Um, And as one kid was 24 years old and started this company, and he was considered a thought leader in that area. And he's saying, well, you know, I... Know more about this than anyone does. I've been focusing on it since for the last six years. So for me, it's very easy to talk about it, and I am a thought leader in this. And there's no one on earth that knows more about it. And he's 24. And he's 24, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's no age issue about learning things and getting to be a genius or or an IQ. I wonder if how IQ works. I think IQ, if you have high IQ, it just means you're allowing more. Um, higher level ideas to come in and you don't have resistance against being intelligent. Or it's just that you're, you know, those IQ tests, I think you have a, and those are certain types of questions that you have right. an interest in and that you, you, you go, Einstein, I believe, did not uh, fare well in, in school. I, I remember reading these quotes that he was uh-huh. considered slow at, right. at times. So it's, it's what you're, it, it goes down to interest. Yeah. Very interesting. 
Uh, all right, so how does feelings work into this? Um, well, I guess feelings are like your tone. And if you're in a low emotional state of being, if you're not feeling good, then you have access to low emotional thoughts. And therefore, you are going to manifest things that vibrate with your low emotional state of being. So people who are depressed are just going to get more depressed because they're attracting more depressing thoughts. And then things are showing up in their lives that validate their feelings of depression. And conversely, if you are open and engaging and excited about life and interested and passionate, you're going to be open to new thoughts that take you further into what you are interested in. And, and that's also why you don't have, when you're in a low, depressed state, you can't even have access to those thoughts of joy. Right. Because they're, they they're outside, off. yeah, it's outside the realm of what you have access to as far as attraction. So it's to, to, to switch your scale, you have to just kind of go to the top of whatever you can at the moment right. and then just kind of ride that up. Yes. Um, just, I mean, this goes back to being able to control your thoughts through what, you know, through meditation. I think it's, for me, it's been the best way to do it. But realize that, okay, I'm not feeling good now. What can I think about right now? will make me feel a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better. Then that gets to be a habit. And once that's a habit, then it's pretty easy to get out of these states of being. I, I like the example that Joshua uses in the book where he says, if you're like really in a good mood and you're, I think you're at work or something and you trip and fall, you would probably laugh about it. Right. But if you're at work and you're feeling insecure and not in a good place, you trip and fall, it's, you're going to, you're going to feel very negative about that. Right, exactly. <laughs> I love yeah. that one, too. That was really good. Um, or same thing when when you're in a bad mood or you're angry and someone makes a joke about you or tries to, you know, teases you, you're going to get even more angry. But if you're in a great mood and having fun with everyone and someone teases you, you'll yeah. take it well. It's not a problem. Not a problem at all. Yeah. Yeah. So the third leg of this... Uh, manifestation stool is emotions. So your emotions let you know if your state of being, you know, if you're, if you're, I'm sorry, focusing on what ultimately you want or the opposite of what you want. Well, it's, a, it's, are you in alignment with your uh, inner self? Or alignment with what you what you want, right? So it's Which so like your, your inner self is aligned with what you want. Yes. You say, I want to have a relationship. I want to meet somebody and fall in love. And so something happens and you feel negative emotion. You're focusing on that, on that subject of that, and that's the manifestation event, in a way that's not aligned with how you need to be to be in a relationship. This is hard for us to explain this. Yeah, you, you need to, well, <laughs> I, think you, I think you introduced two things. It, it's like, when, when you think a thought, you instantly know, based on your emotion, if you're in alignment with, right. with your higher self, which is another way of saying, because your higher self or your inner self knows your desires right. and is leading you continually to them. And, and so, Based on your current thought and your emotion, you know if you're 
in alignment with how he or she or, or your inner self is thinking. Now, the manifestation event that comes up, if you see it as a, uh, a negative, that is being presented to you also by your inner self to let you know that you have a limited belief that is keeping you from your ultimate desire. And you need to, you need to change that so that you can become the person who's ready to accept what you want. Very well said. So that's the challenge. Anytime something comes up, like, you know, any manifestation event that mm -hmm. you perceive, find the perspective that aligns with your higher self on that. The interesting thing, too, is that thoughts are manifestations. Yeah. It's the first manifestation, right? right. Exactly. And then, and, but thoughts are non-physical. So non-physical appears immediately. And then the physical, there's this lag of time that will appear. So if you're thinking about something you want and you are allowing it to happen by releasing resistance to it, then it will show up. It has to show up, right? That's just the law. There's nothing else. It can't happen otherwise. If you were constantly thinking about what you don't want, um, I don't, I've always had an issue with this personally, you know, because obviously there's certain things I don't want and I don't think they're ever going to show up. But I think how it really is, is not that you don't want it, but that you think it's wrong and so you fight against it. And I think that's the, the uh, attitude that brings things more into your focus. Yeah, I think it's the, you, you have dollars to spend. You can think of your focus as dollars. And if you're going to spend your dollars on something you don't want, you're just, you're just maintaining that in your reality. So yeah. it, you're, it, it sticks around, so to speak. So, and, and Abraham mentions that there's two ends there, she, she mentions a stick. So like, you know, wanting a car, let's say you want a Ferrari, but there's also the, as soon as you think about that Ferrari, you also are very aware that there's not a Ferrari in your garage. So right. the two, the two things are simultaneously activated as you think about it. And it's which, which part of that are you actually giving more thought to? And some people think that they are actually thinking more about the wanting of it, but they're actually more aware of the not having of it, which just perpetuates, you know, whatever that thought is. And this applies to anything, right? Well, Joshua says, before you can manifest anything, you have to have total acceptance with what is in your reality right now. With the conditions that surround you right now, you have to understand that everything has happened to bring you to this one place that sets the perfect launching point towards what you want. But when you think that, there's a lack of it. And this is repeated in so many questions where people want anything. They think that the main reason they want it is to get out of the conditions that they're in now because they don't like the conditions. And that'll never work. Right, because you take yourself wherever you go. Right, Yeah. exactly right. And, and you can manifest a new job, but that job might be good for a little while, but it's always going to fall into the same thing. Yeah, if you don't like your boss in your current job, you'll go to a new boss. You'll go to a new place, and you might have a worse boss. Is, yeah, it, I think it gets worse. And worse yeah, it right? gets bigger until yeah, you it gets bigger until you address address it. Yeah, I have a, a good friend who would get these great girlfriends, and he'd be just so um, happy in the beginning, 
And then within weeks, they would turn in the same old fights that he's always had with every girl. And it was such a pattern. Back then, you know, we just thought, what a weird coincidence this is that all these girls are turning into the same girls. But they were wonderful girls when they first started, and then just turned into these dysfunctional relationships. Because he was Every focused. Time. He was focused on their wonderful attributes in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then he start. All you have to do is there could be ninety nine positive things, and that one negative, you start focusing on that, and then you start attracting all sorts of more negative thoughts on that. Right, and they keep showing up more and more and more evidence and more evidence and more evidence. Mm. Yeah, mm. interesting. Um, so that's the the basic building blocks of manifestation are your thoughts, feelings, and emotions. When you go further on, you can see how general this is. You'll learn how each of them interact, and we've probably been skipping ahead a little bit too much. So, um, so right now, I thought we would start looking at the question of the week, which um, it's about relationships. Yeah, about relationships, and all these questions come via the website. So, again, just go to theteachingsofjoshua.com, and there's a form there that you fill out. It's free, and you can ask Joshua any question you like. Um, you have a choice of being anonymous, or putting in your first name, or putting your first and, and second and last name in there. And most people just use their first name, which is totally fine. And a lot of people are happy to share their questions with everyone. But once in a while, we get something from someone that's anonymous, and this happens to be from an anonymous person, so we don't know who this person is. So. Steve, you want to read the question? Sure, and I just want to say thanks for keeping it free because that I think you're the only one out there that has you can ask these questions for free. It's uh, and it's worth so much. Well, you know what's cool is that people can can do three things: they can donate, and really, this isn't too expensive. And I luckily luckily have the wherewithal to finance all of this stuff, but it keeps the the um, website going, and we also send out. We're also part of this Kindle thing that goes out to um, India and Asia and Africa, where these books are like. I think they pay three dollars a month. They can read any book they want. Oh, we're getting a lot of questions from people in India too. By the way, it's very okay. interesting. Yeah. So has it been translated, or is it? Uh, they just no. It's all in English. So oh, okay. it's all English-speaking people in these areas. Um, in India, it's amazing how many people speak English. Yes. Um, I think that if you're growing up in India, you want to learn English before anything else. Um, but So this allows us to, to, to be part of that program. Um, we also send out books to people all the time to build awareness. And then but you know, Deborah Joe does her part with the quotes for free, and so it's, it's no big deal. But we have been getting some donations, which is really cool. That's awesome. Yep. Okay, so here we go with the question of the week. I have been in a relationship for three to four years, somehow knowing that it would not last, and it didn't. He chose to leave, and I secretly wanted to leave too. At the same time, I was... Uh, wait a second. He. Uh, let me try that again. He chose to leave, and I secretly wanted to leave too, but at the same time, I was hoping that the relationship would get better. I know I was not wasting my time these years, but I can't help feeling stupid for staying in something where there obviously was no future. It was like I was fooling myself. I can't really understand my own creation in this, 
and why I had to be in this relationship. It was okay, I hoped for more, but never got it. I taught him so much, but don't feel he taught me anything more than what I could learn without him. So my question is, why did I create this kind of relationship and had to waste these years? I look forward to be with my soulmate, but I don't really know if I'm doing, the, doing this the right way. Help me get more clear. Thank you so much, Anonymous. Okay, I think that's uh, a very common question. And a lot of people probably went through the same thing. I'm sure, I'm sure that um, everyone's had a relationship where it just really went nowhere. And, and, um, and you wonder, why did I stay in that so long? So let's see what Joshua said. Oh, by the way, do you have any ideas before we go? Well, uh, I would say that, well, you, you, can, you can't waste your time. That would be right. a, a, a starter. Uh, she definitely, I would say, she honed. Uh, what she wanted. So yep. what she got out of this was if, if you know what you don't like, you know what you do like. Uh, this helped her prepare for her ultimate soulmate. I don't think there's one soulmate. I think there's many soulmates. It's really about your alignment with yourself and not so much. It, it kind of doesn't, it's not so important the other person when you, when you learn this. It's really more about you and you mm-hmm. and your relationship with your inner self. So um, this, I would say, ultimately, Joshua is going to say this was a very positive experience and that uh, uh, she needs to take this as a, another launching point to go forward. Um, yeah, and plus it's, that relationship is clarifying. So the next one, she'll have a more clearer picture of what she really does want. And without this relationship, I think the one she really wants can't be set up. So... This is like one long manifestation event. On um, another note, though, Joshua has said that if you were free from fear, you could literally fall in love with everyone you know. Um, Well, yeah, that you love everybody. You love everybody. Yeah, without the fear, you love. and, And I'm not saying that it might be a romantic relationship, but you would be in love within... It was a certain amount of time. Like if you were, if you were put on a desert island with somebody that you knew, any acquaintance, and there was no fear involved, you would fall in love with them in a very short period of time. I think it was ten days or something like that. Oh. Very interesting. Well, I I thought it was interesting that Joshua, you know, the people that I had in my life that I really was very angry with and almost despised, he said that you know ultimately you loved them. Right, and I, I didn't, see, I didn't see that originally. Yeah. That was a tough one. Yeah, and um, you're going to see them again in the non-physical, and you're going to be great friends. And go, yeah. wow, that was some, yeah. something, we, huh? We've known each other for millennial, and <laughs> right. it's like, oh, that was great what we did. You know, we played this little drama out. There was a show, a reality show, last year or the year before. It only ran one season, and it was called Utopia. Did you see that? No, I did not. It was okay. So they put these people in a fenced-in compound. They had to build their own shelters, and they had a budget. They they had some small provisions, and they had some money, and they had to figure out how to build society. They could do anything they want, create government, whatever they want to do. I think there was maybe twenty people. So at first, there was a lot of fighting and a lot of issues, and. Um, but they were also very 
trying really hard to create some kind of utopian society. But they were running out of money and people were, were eating too much or drinking or whatever. But they had a cell phone and they could order whatever they wanted with their phone and people would, from the town would bring deliveries. But you know, at first they were very nervous about who these people are. They didn't know them. And there's a lot of fighting and a lot of drama. But soon, maybe just two or three of the people got weeded out and three new people came in and they figure out how to make money. And what they would do is they would um, allow people to come and visit for the day and they would, one person would teach yoga, one person would make crafts and sell the crafts and one person would cook and sell the food or whatever and they started making money. So money was no longer an issue. And once that happened, once there was no fear, these people bonded so much together. Literally, they all loved each other. There were no issues, and they had to cancel the show because there was absolutely no drama. Everything was working out perfectly. Yes, no drama was, is boring, right? It was such an amazing thing, and I loved that show. I loved to see what they were going to do next and what they were going to build together and what they were going to co-create. And they would come up with these – they made a website, and they had people you know, respond to it and – uh, it was very cool, but obviously, you know, people aren't interested in that. They want to see drama. Yeah, which <laughs> it which, just shows you which reflects, you know, probably our lives, right? Because you know, sometimes I think we see drama as negative, but it is kind of interesting. Well, it makes us feel better about yourself. We're we're, we're binge watching The Walking Dead right now, and Lily said today, "It's so nice to be out here and not have to worry about biters." <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Isn't it nice? It's a beautiful day, no biters around. <laughs> okay, so let's go into the answer. Did you do you want me to read the answer or you wanna to... Uh you can, yeah, go ahead and read it. Okay. Now I haven't read this, so Okay. Time so this is Joshua. Dear Anonymous, time is an aspect of physical reality that causes you to see the world from a new perspective. Each day that passes brings with it a different perspective on life. As you grow older, your perspective is broadened. What you understand about your world now is quite more substantial than what you knew as a child. What you understand about relationships now is quite different than when you entered into it. Your perspective on this subject has broadened, and that is a very good thing. So, <clears throat> that's just the point that you can't waste time, because... With every day that passes, you have a new perspective. And with this relationship, even though it lasted four years, at the end of that relationship, she has been changed by it. I'm assuming it's a she, I don't know. Um, and That's exactly what Joshua looks like he goes into yeah. on the, the next paragraph. Okay. Let me start. It is not possible to waste time in physical reality. What you are doing here... The purpose of your visit to this environment is to expand through experience. Since all experience causes expansion, and all expansion is good, then this experience was good as well. It was certainly not a waste of time. Just like you said. Yeah. So. Get good at this. Yeah, hey. <laughs> it, it paid off. <clears throat> there is nothing for you to learn. However, contrasting experiences do create a focus on what is wanted. From the ashes of one relationship rises the possibility of a more meaningful relationship. This is what you gain from this experience. You create your own reality from the contrast that was lived in the past. 
Now that you know what you do not want, you can create what is wanted. Forget the past and focus on what you want. So a lot of people spend time, oh, if only he had been different in this relationship, this relationship would have worked. Or if only something would have happened, that would have worked. So yeah. you're when you're dwelling on the past, you're not really focused on what you want. So you have to forget the past. Well, you, you, what's good about learning about the laws of the universe is that you you have negative experiences that show you. Well, I wouldn't say let's let's say everything's neutral. It's, right. it's hard to talk. Yeah. With all this, but you have an experience that you, you were supposed to sift and sort. So it's good to know that you're not supposed to just don't give any energy to what you don't want. Right. As soon as you discover it, just bounce over to the other side, what you do want, and then stay on that. And and that's, that's we're not told that, right? So how, how would we know, you know, to not continue dwelling on, on, on the negative, so to speak? So this is good telling stuff. telling you now. Yes, exactly. Now that we know, the rest of our lives is going to be just fantastic. Future's <laughs> <laughs> a dream. <laughs> okay. okay. So then, as a result of this relationship, what do you seek in the next one? What feels good? What aspect of love would you like to explore? Are you looking for someone who loves you, or are you looking for someone to love? Think about the attitude you are putting forth. Are you reserved and cautious? Are you excited in anticipation? Which attitude will create an environment that will attract the relationship you want? Think about this for a while before you begin a new relationship. So this is such a good paragraph because so many people who get out of a relationship are um, feel damaged by it. You know, they feel scared to get into a new one. They have this fear that that one didn't work out, the new one may not work out, that sort of thing. And so your attitude going into it really is going to dictate what happens next. Yes, yes. So, and can you imagine how different things are going to be? You know, years from now, when everybody knows this and people are breaking up and they're celebrating or you know it's just yeah. it's going to be it's going to be neat um so another part of this paragraph says are you looking for someone who loves you or are you looking for someone to love that is a completely two different ways to look at things you know most people are looking for someone who will love them yeah but you have to look for someone to love and then not worry whether they love you or not because basically you make that up anyway yeah that's a tricky one to to understand yeah hmm. okay i'll go on okay your past relationship was an exact match to the vibration you were emitting you attracted this relationship whether you knew it or not how you felt about yourself on the inside matched what was presented in this relationship now that you have altered your vibration, the relationship no longer exists. You changed your vibration based on the experience you had. You are now sending a new vibration. Are you consciously aware of what you are sending? Right. So when something is in your life, you're a vibrational match to it. When it's not in your life, you're not a vibrational match to it. I think of, of my first wife and how... Um, quickly things changed and how I can't even imagine that I was married before and compare her to Lily. Those are two completely different people. And so obviously I was a completely different person back then as well. 
Yeah, and Joshua describes it as you actually go into a, a another reality. You shift into a, a whole other reality. Right. Which is way ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But sure, you've shifted into a new place. Your vibration is a completely new place. The reality is different. Therefore, the relationship no longer exists. The person may still be in your life, but that relationship is not there. You have a new relationship because it's a new reality. And now you're ready for something new. So you've expanded as a result of this relationship. Therefore, you're in a different vibration and you're ready for something new. And is that new thing going to be absolutely perfect? It really depends on your attitude towards it and how the responsibility you take for it. And, and the question he ends with, are you consciously aware of what you're sending? That nobody, nobody ever is. Right. No. You, you just, you just you, it doesn't even cross your mind, right? You don't even think don't about even it. Don't even think about it, right. Yeah. yeah. So it's a good thing to contemplate. Absolutely. You will attract a partner who makes you feel on the outside how you already feel on the inside. It will be an exact representation of your current feelings. If you feel good, then a new relationship will make you feel good too. If you feel bad, then the new relationship will be similar to the last one. It is always up to you. How you feel is what you will attract. You, one quote I remember is that um, you can only be loved in an amount equal to how you love yourself. Yeah. Yep. I've heard I've definitely heard that one before. Yeah. Um, so now going into a new relationship, being fun and uh, easygoing and not worried and not fearful, that's gonna be a big difference from how a lot of people are going in relationship especially after they've come out of a bad one and i think it shows the the value in just taking a break i mean i i remember you oh, telling yeah. the story where you said you were dating a bunch and then you just said you know i'm going to take a six-month break right and this was even before you knew about anything about joshua but that was exactly the right thing to do probably is to get get in a good headspace yourself exactly exactly right and that's what and think about what i wanted and think about it you know and had I not done that, there's no way I could have ever recognized Lily because she was so different from anyone else I had ever dated. And, you know. <laughs> you, you know, something, something, well, go ahead, finish your story. Well, no, it, just, it was just like when I told my best friend that I asked her out, she's going, what do you mean? She, she has her stuff together. <laughs> she has her shit together. <laughs> you know? This doesn't make You're, sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, right? Yeah, you know? I, I had... Uh, I'd been dating and, and I had reached right before I, you know, started dating my wife, uh, who I also met at work. Uh, I kind of took a break and I actually wrote, just made a list and said, you know, these are the qualities uh, that I want in, in, my, in my mate, in, uh -huh. in my, my future spouse. And, and I used to add to the list and I would review the list and I, it, without even knowing that, I would just feel good reading and adding and thinking about this list of items because just thinking about meeting this person was was felt good to me and then you know wow how coincidental that uh we worked uh she she got a job where i worked and uh -huh. we worked fairly closely together and i just had to kind of pinch myself when i would see the things on the list show up in this person and i'm like how you know 
Oh, uh, coincidence? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Right. So, like, how did she even, you know, think it was inspired to apply for the job and where the other jobs were out there and all the things that had to go together for you guys to meet? Yeah. Yeah. When you think about it, it just boggles the mind. Yeah. Yeah. So that leads perfectly into this last paragraph. Okay. Knowing this, it makes sense for you to wait until you feel better before you start to think about a new relationship. If you attract someone too soon, you'll get one who is tuned to how you are being now. When you ramp up your vibration and focus on the positive aspects of love and union, you will attract someone who matches that. This is the way to use your powers, to use the powers of the universe to get what you truly want. Don't ever expect the other person to be anything more than a reflection of your own feelings, beliefs, and attitudes about love. You are loved. You are love and you are loved. Joshua. Yeah. That's so cool. I mean, the way these questions start at one point and then evolve and then wrap it all up perfectly is just so amazing to me. Um, but yeah, don't ever expect the other person to be anything more than a reflection of your own feelings, beliefs, and attitudes about love. Yeah, so work on those, work on those yourself. I got to send that to Deborah Joe because that's a really good quote. That is, and and it's and it's amazing, Joshua. I like Joshua's consistency. You know, it's like it's like a recipe, right? And you can apply it to almost any question. Yeah, and the the nice thing about it too is is it just um, reinforces and reinforces and reinforces and reinforces um, the same message over and over and over again and every time you see it in a new way it sinks in a little bit deeper and deeper well i think it's because i shift and then i can understand what he, he, they are saying absolutely in a, in a whole new way that just brings more clarity and it's like i keep going up these rungs of these ladder so yeah i i always reread uh joshua and and get more out of it based on where i'm at at the current time well, that's one thing that I've told people all the time when, when they read A Perception of Reality, their vibration is different at the end of it. So from that new perspective, you read it again, and you catch all this stuff that you missed the first time. So I tell everyone to highlight the stuff that resonates with you the first time you read it, and then get a new highlighter the next time, and you'll see a whole bunch of different stuff that now resonates with you because your vibration has shifted that you never even noticed before. And you can see these people bring these books that have two or three or four different colors of um, marker, and they have these marked-up books. It's really amazing. That's a great idea. I never thought of that. Yeah. Um, and uh, and here's uh, the ending. Joshua has a lot of endings that are similar, but here's one that you are loved. So the essence of you is love. And you are loved where... We sort of can count on the fingers the number of people that love us, but there are untold gazillions of um, those who are tied to us eternally in the non-physical who are completely fascinated by every aspect of our life and are rooting us on and love us. And that's who really loves us, you know. And, of course, our inner self loves us. So Yeah, and he says that it's like unfathomable and i can't even say the word unfathomable yeah. uh how many are are out there supporting us and it, right. it makes you feel good when you really sit down and think about that well we feel alone i mean this reality is um this individual thing where non-physical is 
you're never individual. You could be individual, but you never are. You never choose to be. You choose to flow in massive fields of energy, focusing on whatever you want to focus on in the moment with other people who want to focus, not people, but other entities who focus on the same things, and you're as one. And here we are individual, and we count. So we can count up to, say, a thousand maybe. And anything beyond that makes no sense to us. Um, and so you feel like, okay, I can count. And you probably take inventory of people that would care about you if you died, right? right. And maybe that's a uh, hundred if you're lucky. Right. Um, but there's that pales in comparison to how much you're truly unconditionally loved from the non-physical side. And if you can tap into that, then you just have this uh, attitude of confidence. And confidence is really the key approach to life, is being fearless and confident. Yes, and, and I think it makes sense, like in my deepest, darkest, depressed moments, you do feel alone. And if you think about how off that is from what your inner self knows, mm-hmm. it would make sense that you would feel really, really bad when you felt that you were all alone. Right. Because it's totally opposite of what the truth is. Have you ever, I can remember being a kid and going, nobody cares and crying, you know, nobody cares about me and just feeling how bad that is because there are, you know, you are nothing but loved. You are totally loved. Well, I don't you know. have to go back to when I was a kid. I would just go back to like a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> nobody loves me. Nobody loves me. Uh, all right. Well, this was a fun uh, show as always. So number four, I think they keep getting better and better. I don't know if we get better, but uh, it's, this time goes by so quickly and it's so much fun that it's just like two guys having a conversation. And I think that people are enjoying that. I get um, emails from people all over the world who are having fun listening to us. Um, if you guys have questions, by the way, about anything you want us to talk about or Joshua, just give us a email. It's um, Go to the website, just contact us theteachingsofjoshua.com. Until then, I'm Gary Bodley, and we're with Steve Finitza, and we will see you guys again next week, same time, same channel. Thanks for listening to The Teachings of Joshua Roundtable with Gary Temple Bodley. We will be back next week with another fun discussion. If you would like to ask Joshua a question or read more of Joshua's teachings, please visit us at theteachingsofjoshua.com. See you next week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.